Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, This Will Grow Your Faith. It's from Romans 12, verse 3. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us, Paul writes. So honestly, what have you done with the amount of faith God has given you? Have you put your trust in God? Because you can never fully know someone, all relationships require faith. But with God, we can look at who he is and what he has done, and both make him worthy of our trust, a person in whom we can have faith. God made the first move toward you, to be sure. So with whatever amount of faith you have, you were created to reach back to respond. Yes, you and I were created for relationship with God. What do I know about faith? Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Paul explained that it is by grace we are saved through faith. The life of the Christian is lived by faith. Faith that God is there, that he has redeemed us, that he hears our prayers, that he wants only the best things for us. Believers in Jesus Christ walk by faith and not by sight. Our Lord commended those who exhibited great faith and called out those whose faith was weak, which prompts the question, how do we grow in faith? Because I really believe the analogy fits, let us think of faith as a muscle which grows and is strengthened when it is exercised or not. If you haven't already, read Your Faith Muscle. God made the first move so you can reach back, friend. And then when you feel God's presence, you will risk even greater faith. An example for us to follow is the father who brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus to be delivered of the evil spirit. Jesus looked into the eyes of the desperate father and said, Everything is possible for one who believes. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief, the father responded. Notice with me that Jesus incurred the faith of this man by telling him that everything is possible for the one who places his faith in God. And then Jesus did what no one else could do. He set the young man free of the demon. But also notice with me just how much the father wanted to believe in Jesus. Oh, he really wanted his faith to be stronger. And where he lacked, he was bold in asking Jesus to increase his faith. Jesus says the same thing to you. Everything is possible for one who believes. God is worthy of our faith because he is trustworthy, and everything is possible for one who believes. Because for God, nothing is impossible. What's more, the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God wants to do life with you. He wants to bear your burdens. He wants to give you all good things. If your earthly father knows how to give good gifts, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Those were Jesus' words. Sure, sure, sounds good, Christine. Do you have any idea how long I have been praying that my child would be healed? Do you have any idea how long I have been praying that my husband would come home to us? That my adult child would come back to God? That my wife would stay sober? That my father would come to know God? And on it goes. Yes, I know. 
But more importantly, God knows. He hears your prayers. He does not fall asleep while you are praying because he never slumbers nor sleeps. He does not forget what you have asked of him. No, your prayers are still on his mind. The only thing God does not remember is your sin. That is, of course, if you've confessed it. My oldest child, my beautiful 28-year-old son, began to distance himself from the Lord when he was about 16, hurt by the actions of his youth pastor. I prayed. With choices to compromise, first in small ways, then in greater ones, the chasm between he and his Lord only became larger. I kept praying. Honestly, I would sometimes comfort myself by thinking, well, at least he hasn't done such and such yet. But eventually, he did such and such and more. Then I cried buckets while I prayed. Worse than any behavior was his complete disinterest in his relationship with God. It got to the point that I couldn't even mention the Lord to him. He could not stop me from praying, though. Friends, the Lord has answered my prayers. My boy is tender to the things of God again. I haven't asked him any direct questions. I only take what he offers. But he's reading his well-worn little Bible I gave him in high school. He mentions what he is studying to me. He asked if he could go to church with me. If you had known what has gone on in his life in the last decade, you would know that it is really nothing short of a miracle. Nonetheless, I pray that what you do know, what I have said, builds your faith. Whether you see proof right now, God is on the throne. He hears your prayers. He hears the prayers of the faithful, and he answers every one of them. So I ask you, for what are you praying? For whom are you holding out in faith? Do not despair. Do not grow weary. He who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. He hears your prayers and your tears. He catches everyone in a bottle. Paul said that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He began a good work in my boy, and some 12 years after my boy moved away from him, he drew him back to himself.